I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we have a very special treat uh, <laughs> for Halloween season, and that is The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires from 1974, uh, directed by not a Hong Kong person, Roy Ward Baker, and starring Peter Cushing. You, you begged for it, you asked for it by name. We, yeah, everyone's everyone's been clamoring for the Golden Vampires. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is a co-production between Hammer Films and Shaw Brothers. So Hammer, who is of course famous for the Hammer horror films, with uh, usually starting Peter Cushing or uh, Christopher Lee, Frankenstein or Van Helsing or Dracula, yeah. one of those. They just took um, all of those guys and they're like, "All right, you're doing all yeah. of them now." That's great. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, no Christopher Lee in this movie, but we do get Peter Cushing as the main character, yeah. which is pretty wild. Yeah, um, and if you if you look at like the crediting for this, he's listed as a Lawrence Van Helsing, which is not the Abraham Van Helsing that you'd come to know from the Dracula mm-hmm. stuff, like Bram Stoker and everything. So it, it's interesting here. This is 1974, and this is actually, I believe, the last Hammer film. And um, I read a thing saying that Christopher Lee read the script and was like, no, I'm not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) So we have somebody else here. But it's a really interesting, fun thing. And whenever I see stuff like this, uh, whether I've seen it or not, and I'd I'd seen this some years back, but uh, this was also something that was like, oh, this would be interesting for us to talk about on Halloween because it's such an outlier shaw brothers and hammer they they did two films they uh, did this and they did it like kind of a spy ish kind of james bondish thing which i i did watch and i wasn't as big a fan of and i, <laughs> I think it's like on youtube you can just watch it but um uh this this is pretty fun you're taking all of the things that you know about hammer horror and dracula and kind of inserting um all of the exciting things that people were clamoring for in 1974 uh when it comes to martial arts cinema so like we're talking about a post bruce lee world here right and um yeah they're like hey shaw brothers want to want to do this thing and they're like let's do it and this is what we get mm-hmm. it's pretty fun it's a weird middle period too because like you said it's se- 1974 bruce lee's just died and there isn't really like a new big star just yet in, in any of the major studios. So it's it's kind of there's a lot of names in here that like some of them I recognize and some of them definitely aren't our usual kind of stable of, of Hong Kong actors. Yeah, that's such a good point. We've, we've touched on this tiny little era of a handful of times in the podcast. But yeah, I to- totally agree with you, Matthew. There is this kind of weird void in between. Bruce and then, you know, like the rise of Gordon Liu and, and Jackie at the end of the seventies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, this is, this is such a special little treasure of a movie. And honestly, even just, uh, looking at it on paper, there's something about hammer and Shaw that they're just like kindred spirits of production companies, like very, very well matched. Right. It's like a similar kind of size and impact in their respective territories similar kind of uh assembly line approach um but a lot of and also a lot of 
I think kind of overlapping touchstones in terms of like the elements we see on screen, like some of the violence, some of the shock and awe. Um, mm, yeah. Yet some point. of the maybe kind of like lofty um, kind of thematic ideas. And uh, yeah, it's funny because I think I was expecting maybe a little bit more of a goof, but the movie's played pretty straight. And um, and I think, it, yeah, I think it holds together remarkably well. Yeah. And also uh, want to shout out... Um, Lal Garlung and uh, Lal Garwing and yeah. some of that crew, uh, some really successful action sequences, I would say. I mean, things that I've read, it seems like there's kind of like varying claims on um, just how much uh, the credited director, Roy Ward Baker, is responsible for. And then uh, in the years since, Chang Che has been kind of credited as having kind of ghost directed some right. some of the action it's hard to yeah unfortunately it's hard to know there's there are one or two sequences that you could almost imagine shot kind of like as a pickup later similar to we haven't covered it in the show but uh we've mentioned i think jackie chan's the protector and jackie kind of uh basically ordered a round of reshoots to um add some more like Hong Kong style action to the um, Asian uh, cut of of the film, and I could I almost thought I detected maybe a couple of sequences like that, but we also have some just great action where like Peter Cushing is liter- literally in the frame, yeah. like um, throwing around a a lit torch and stuff, and um, I I don't know the way that some of the action is shot it just doesn't really remind me of things that we see in the mid seventies or, or from Chang Che at, uh, during this period. So I wouldn't be surprised if Roy Ward Baker was actually shooting some of this action, which, which makes this like a really unique relic. I mean, you don't just trying to, <laughs> trying to visualize Lal Garlong working with this British, you know, probably stuck yeah. in his ways from all reports Baker, it's <laughs> that I mean that's that'd be a sight to see. We we have heard these stories, um, I mean, especially with Enter the Dragon about this kind of culture clash between two production teams. And there are some interviews with uh Roy Ward Baker and um there's some stories that have been passed along over the years about similar things where they were of the expectation to have like a sound stage and once they got there, maybe it wasn't as soundproof as they thought, or they didn't realize that people were shooting without sound and that would be plugged in later and that causing some mm-hmm. frustrations. That's it's also outside of just the language barriers that they'd have to deal with. But um, yeah, I, I like what you're saying there, Marty, about how uh, it all kind of comes together in an interesting way where um, I, I was expecting to have my kind of Heroes 3 sense to be able to tell, okay, this is this person this is that person and yeah when you're yeah, totally. seeing you, yeah you, you can see the action play out in a way that you're you're expecting from uh something like a la garlong or chang che but actually when you're seeing how the camera is handled in some instances and how the kind of the plot progression plays out it does really feel like a mix of both worlds and i i think it's kind of to yeah. a benefit because um we're used to like Hong Kong films doing all these zigzags in the plot and just randomly something matters yeah. and um, actually feel like all of those wrinkles Yeah, this is so are, restrained, man. Yeah, they're really smoothed out for a yeah. film like this. 
And I really genuinely think that this is like it's a it's a pattern that I think later Hong Kong movies would have mm. that I think is is really kind of refreshing to see in a movie from the early 70s where yeah. it's like there is there is a straightforward plot. It's, you know, Dracula's returned. They need to get a guy to help them fight Dracula. They they <laughs> trek across the country and they fight Dracula. Yeah. It's yeah. like it is very straightforward point A to B to C. There's cool like ways to show the progression, like their clothes get dirtier. The uh the main the main white female lead is like getting less and less clothing across the yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> you know, there's like there's stuff to show how how the things are moving along. It's really it's really nice. I genuinely kind of love this movie. Yeah. I was shocked. And yeah. I mean, we should also say that um I, I did provide both versions. There's two versions of this movie. And um, I feel like the original cut of the film is what we're referencing. The the American or the Western cut of this, it really kind of butchers it. They take like 20 minutes out of the runtime and they kind of uh, splice in action from later in the film throughout the movie. And it's actually like bad where same scenes like repeat themselves, which is like <laughs> what? But um, yeah. Yeah, so there's that, and that's something that kind of can be expected. And I believe that cut version of the film was released a bit later in the West. So I think 70, 79 is when the Western version was released. Um, uh, the, the the one thing that I kind of think of, it, and I mean, this is my, my Castlevania brain, <laughs> where I'm like, <laughs> uh, all right, what's the lore here, and how are we going to yeah. try and figure out, like, what are the weaknesses of these characters? And they don't go into it as as much as I kind of would hope. Like something like yeah, sure. Spooky Encounters or Mr. Vampire. There's all these like very specific mm-hmm. rules and very specific behaviors that these uh, creatures fall under. And you don't really get a lot of that. But I also feel like that's something like maybe this kind of hand-in-hand production kind of mm-hmm. didn't spend the time to kind of work on but i still think that there's enough that you could pull from and kind of create something and honestly i feel like this could have really been a kind of stepping stone into something exciting but um it's also cool that it's kind of just this one-off thing yeah and they i do love that they do brush against that though yeah that's one of the 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 way i the way i wrote it in my notes was that what this feels like is it feels like a crossover comic book made into a movie. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Like yeah. where Spot where on. you have these characters from like different things. And obviously uh, David Chang's character isn't actually from like another Shaw Brothers movie, but he might as well be mm. um, like we've, we've seen these kind of these type of characters before. Um, but it's basically like this, you know, martial arts master from Hong Kong and the vampire expert of Van Helsing coming together and the world's colliding and them, you know, finding out, finding common ground and, and Van Helsing saying like, well, my favorite is whenever he's like, well, the vampires are afraid of, of basically holy symbols. So in Europe, then Europe, that's the cross and Christ. I love that. And over here, that's Buddha. Image of Buddha. And I love that. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. In Europe, the vampire walks in dread of the crucifix. But here, it will be the image of the Lord Buddha. These are our protection. I love that it's it's never even a question of like, you know, one of us is right and the other one isn't. It's just, no, well, in in Europe, it's Jesus, and here it's Buddha. Mm-hmm. So 
use Santa Buddha to fight off the vampires. <laughs> this is a, a weird pull too, but um, there's a classic X-Men comic where they fight Dracula. And there's a moment <laughs> in this X-Men comic where Wolverine knows like, oh, like if I show the cross to Dracula, it'll like stop him but uh, what ends up happening is it backfires on wolverine because he's not a believer in uh <laughs> nightcrawler very religious character so tells yeah. him that he explains it to him i love when like little, oh that's really cool yeah little ideas like that prop up and uh, I, I get reminded of that uh and stuff like this i do really love too that um yeah so the film's called the legend of the seven golden vampires and um we we see those seven golden vampires throughout the film and yeah they have this blinged out bat gold amulet <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that in 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 a way it seems like that's like also their weakness so like right at the beginning of the film and we're gonna we're gonna play real loose this is a halloween episode so we're not gonna yeah get too into the plot but um uh the the golden bat is kind of ripped away from one of the vampires and they, he basically like deflates <laughs> which is which is yeah great. it's <laughs> it's cool it's a fun it's a fun effect too yeah, yeah i do um, think the the practical effects are are pretty low budget i mean looking but i mean i think they're really effective and they kind of leave a lasting impression every yeah. every time it's super classic it's a lot of like dissolve transitions yes mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. And, and deflating yeah, still yeah totally yeah holds, literally holds like making it it looks like there's a, a dummy mate yeah. like a dummy that's inflatable they put a bunch of stuff on top of oh and man let it super, <laughs> let it super fun and the, um, the effects really feel like a meeting of the minds too um i wouldn't be surprised if there's some mix of like hong kong practical effects sky and uh and a hammer effects person like working together or something yeah and speaking of that hammer blood is also very bright red yeah so very true. <laughs> nice so that, that's a match made in heaven right there yeah, yeah we should great. say it, it is a very it is a very bloody movie so it it does it almost lean itself. into like exploitative uh cinema because yeah, yeah we get yeah. these very violent like, later later hammer movies do too yeah. so i think this is the most nudity that we've covered on a podcast mm -hmm. episode usually we'll get like a boob somewhere but yeah there's plenty of naked ladies in panic in this film <laughs> mm. let's say it's pretty it's pretty harrowing though it's, yeah it's yeah. it's usually like a like you know these these women are getting taken away to be sacrificed it's not yeah not a very fun nudity the, so. the lair like the temple of the seven golden vampires yes it, it's yeah these like inside sets like right at the beginning of the movie um i mean we can kind of brush through this pretty quickly but at the beginning yeah. of the film you see a monk traveling through the mountainside looking pretty weary and he spots a castle off on the horizon and that's dracula's castle so um he arrives there and um the in the the set like it the inside of that castle looks so cool it's so well lit and um he very quickly sees dracula's tomb and then from the tomb arrives dracula who like we said is not uh christopher yeah. lee here is played it's by somebody John else forbes robertson he's a pretty good kind of, he's, the, he's trying to channel he's yeah chris's look he is the he is the other dracula hammer had yes. dracula and hammer was usually christopher lee but if it wasn't christopher lee it was john forbes robertson yep. oh so my my other castlevania pull is that um <laughs> christopher b is dracula in the first castlevania game oh, they have a oh right like mock has the the yeah the silly credits, credits. at the end of yep. it and I think James Bernard is James Banana in Castlevania, the original. <laughs> that's the composer from the horror of Dracula, which I love. Mm. But um, oh, awesome. 
Yeah, it's it's really funny how they they basically bookend the movie with Dracula scenes, and uh, at the beginning here, you see James Murray is the composer for this movie. Yeah. Too. Oh, he was, really? He's a big Hammer guy. Oh, yep. beautiful. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. James Banana all the way. Um, James Banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dracula arrives, and he's like, he's like, I can't do your bidding. I'm Dracula. And he's like, but I do need to get out of this castle, which they don't really explain. But um, he's like, I'll take your form. So then he basically possesses Ka the, the monk and for the rest of the film Ka is Dracula and um I do really love the kind of bit where Dracula is speaking but they're using the the Hong Kong actor yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so and, and we're not really attempting to like sync up the lips to it's mm-hmm. it's awesome the lang- I love it. even the right language it's great mm-hmm. but um yeah. yeah very shortly after that and honestly that that kind of reminds me of like like Italian film from the seventies where like oh, everyone's yeah, just yeah, speaking totally. their, everyone just speaks their own language on set and then they just dub it over later. Yeah. Which oh is man, just, that would be the other sounds like a nightmare. We never got. But... It's like <laughs> spaghetti western meets Golden Oh man, Sergio Leone doing uh, a <laughs> doing a kung fu action movie. Dude, I mean that would I feel like weirder that. things have happened. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. So they it, they they rush you into. They say it's Chungking in the year nineteen oh four, and yeah. we're introduced to Peter Cushing's Lawrence Van Helsing, and he's giving um, he's like kind a of visiting, a lecture. Yeah, professor. And actually, get mm-hmm. some like Indiana Jones vibes from the yeah, like totally. scenario Ooh, here. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of fun to think about, and actually like. All of the deaths, you know, like Dracula's death, the kind of oh, disintegration yeah, and like stuff, Ark like, of the Covenant. Yeah, Demise. definitely. But um, he's he's speaking to this crowd, and they're not eating up what he's delivering to them. He's basically telling them about um, the seven golden vampires. He he's aware of this story. He he believes it's true, but he doesn't know what's what. And um, but, but the camera the does crowd, settle on uh, David Chang's character yes. in a really really nice way. And this is actually like the first kind of substantial role that we have for David Chang on the podcast, who is a, a very notable uh, Hong Kong actor with a long yeah. storied career. I, I believe he's still around. He's probably he is mid seventies or something. 70s, yeah, yeah. seventy six, yeah. seventy six years young. And I think and this I is remember... a part he has to deliver entirely in English, which is pretty yeah. pretty unexpected for for the era. Mm-hmm. I'm into it actually. I feel like yeah, I, think I was. He, I think he comes across great. I was pleasantly surprised with the delivery for for I, all the Asian actors that we have here that are in these English speaking roles. Um, I think it all works really well. We even have a a female lead who I feel like sometimes David Chang's acting is better than hers. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, so um, that introduces those characters, and what you find out is that David Chang, his character Si Ching, is a descendant of the story that. Uh, Van Helsing was uh, relating to the crowd where um, there was a a man that tried to fight these vampires. He was able to kill one of them, which I think is also fun that, you know, we've got seven golden vampires. That's a lot to deal with. Let's get rid of one right away. Yeah, but it's it's six for most of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I also love that in the, I believe it's the trailer for the English version, they make a point to say uh, the seven brothers and one sister versus the, mm. the the versus nice. dracula versus the vampires yeah. which is funny as the seven brothers and their one sister meet dracula but um yeah he is part of a family that's 
basically um, hoping to return their their town to freedom away from these seven golden vampires. And at the same time, you've got uh, Dracula, who I guess by now it's been something like a hundred years, has uh, sunk his teeth into this town. And um, uh, slowly but surely, they make their way, and there's a little bit of road bumps on the way. They do encounter this adventurous woman uh, named Vanessa Buren, who's played yeah. by Julia Eggy, I believe her name is. Julie Eggy? I think it's Egga. Okay, but cool. Julia Egga. But yeah, um, um, very yeah she was a Norwegian yeah, Norwegian actress, model, kind of kind of in a lot of random stuff. Yeah, she was um, a Bond girl, if I'm remembering right. But um, Yep. Yeah, so uh, she is of a certain wealth, and she's interested in an adventure, and she kind of gets roped into this scenario. There is kind of a kind of like a mob boss that has his eyes on her and that causes some conflict but that also is another thing that i i would say i i feel like every 10 minutes or so you're treated to an action Mm -hmm. sequence and um it just really does keep the movie rolling pretty quickly it does and um uh there's a lot of really like you said it's like it has the this kind of pacing that like like you said, it reminds it reminds me of Indiana Jones, but that's just because Indiana Jones also has really good pacing. Right. Where there's like there's like every ten to fifteen minutes there's a good action set piece after a good like build up to it and a fun location and, and things like that. So Yeah, it, it it's great. Um so this uh kind of antagonist, Long Long Hong is his name. And um what you'll see is we'll see some familiar faces um uh right away one of his right hand men are it's it's Yen Shi Quan who we'd see in so many films but i guess notably yeah. in uh once upon a time in china um and uh you're also treated to some of the um Lao Garlong's group so yeah, you see Lao Gar Wing he's the archer yep. on the good guy side mm-hmm. and um yeah it, it's a really fun time i i really do enjoy that um, basically, uh, David Chang, Si Ching's family, each of them has their own weapon. It's like a video game again. We talk about this so much, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, there's, there's the, the double, there's the double sword guy, the yeah. double ax guy, the archer, the spear. It's yeah, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Well, and I and love that the... campfire scene when, uh, David Chang's character basically kind of s- points out and spotlights mm-hmm. like each yes. of the fighters and what their, their weapons are. And actually also, um, I mean, there are a lot, a lot of great uh, Hong Kong stuntmen working on this. Not all of whom are are easy to easy to make out. But yeah, apparently uh, Yun Shun Yi and Brandy Yun are also in the. Uh, yeah, the I was of, really looking trying stuntmen. to find find yeah. those screenshots for you guys, but it was too hard but, to um, tell. But you 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 <laughs> will see uh, Tina Wong prominently, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Xu Sha um, yep. actually in a couple different parts of the movie. So. Yeah, he's he's one of uh, the the bad guys' goons. I, I remember noticing him yeah. in that kind of alleyway fight. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're they're not pulling their punches with these fights either. People are getting stabbed. You're you're seeing that Shaw Brothers or Hammer horror <laughs> <laughs> blood, which is it's really fun. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a really great set piece where they're out in the field and they all get ambushed as they're making their way out of the town, and um, everybody gets yeah, these I've... moments to shine. Yeah, there's this there's a really great mixture of soundstage and outdoor shooting Mm. in this movie where I feel like that's one downside of a lot of Shaw Brothers from this time is that like everything's on a soundstage Mm. no matter what, Um, which while technically probably being more expensive than shooting out in nature, it just 
there's something about it that that's really nice. Oh yeah, right. that's such a great there's point because a... there's some yeah really really nice. There's this crazy cave. They they find a real cave, and I mean there's an yeah. inside set for that. But seeing them arrive to that cave, it's I mean it looks cool. I was like I want to I want to mm-hmm. see that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I also love how the 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 brother or I guess the the, the siblings uh, have you know they're dressed like the like you expect heroes from a Shaw Brothers movie to dress, <laughs> right. but then but then we got our our three white guys uh, with like Peter Cushing has his like pith hat and oh, stuff. Thank you. I was gonna uh, ask I love their what, outfits. what that's the name of that safari oh, yeah, hat pith is. Hat. <laughs> yep, I love pith that. is like the that's like the material that it's made out of. Oh so. great, that's so yeah, fun. Amazing. Oh yeah, and we also we also should say like Van Helsing has a son. You're forgiven if you <laughs> yeah. forgot about. He's oh, kind of a wiener, but yeah. uh. I th- I think it's hilarious how they kind of keep him in the middle of the action too, and you see all yeah. of these proficient action, you know, dudes, and like this guy's just kind of tossing and turning and i mean even peter cushing i feel like i mean from my perspective it's like dude you're old i'm really impressed that you're rolling with some of these but sometimes it looks like he's just kind of swinging wild and stuff but um yeah it's like you said he's he's right in the middle of these action sequences and some of these sequences have like i don't know over 40 characters because as yeah really the- really impressive and there's so many um we've talked about this a little bit and like in our Lao Garlong arc but I feel like it's really on display here it's kind of this multi-plane of action it's like very three-dimensional mm-hmm. um and he does such a great job of managing like the background and foreground and whoever's working the camera is really moving in tandem with that yeah there I, I would say almost all of the major sequences of action have more than a dozen people fighting yeah. at once. And um yeah, we also haven't mentioned that sister who's played by Shizu. She's I, I think She's pound for pound, uh her screen time, she she makes it really count. She she almost looks better than a lot of the male performers in this film and she's got this kind of cool like double dagger situation also there's the the twins too that they always fight holding hands which i think is amazing like (laughs) you don't know anything about them outside of that but even that is substantial enough so that at the end in the final climax you see a lot of these characters die and you get a moment where you're like no not the brothers like (laughs) they're gonna die now which is uh really fun and And just that like hand-holding spin it's part of the part of their choreography and always breaks up the frame in an awesome way yeah and all of the weaponry too is these very oversized bright silver like a video game item that you'd pick up off the ground if you're playing a (laughs) beat-em-up it's like totally looks like that and um Mm -hmm. yeah it really does a lot to to sell the action so yeah they they make their way they find this cave and they're kind of hiding out because it's a long journey and by now they've uh you know there's the six vampires left. They don't know if they're on their way and they're ambushed. It's, it's really great. They're like, Oh, uh, I think Leyland says like, we haven't seen any creatures, anything living for the last like 20 miles, but you see very pointedly that there are three bats perched in the cave yeah, and they do, <laughs> yeah, they do this fun, like bat on a wire, like swinging yeah. through and they do this kind of wipe to transition yeah. where they f- fly behind the item and then the yeah. the bat the golden the vampire, vampire pops up. out i love it i love it and uh, <laughs> yeah, so great action sequence breaks out and 
you you see them all get taken out and at, at first i'm like oh man these guys don't seem too tough but at the end <laughs> of that sequence um si ching says that you know we can't we can't keep this up this is going to be the end of us but we have to make our way still my brothers cannot suffer another attack professor we've destroyed half their number three still remain just three demons terrorizing ping Kuei. Your ancestral video. And um, the other thing that they do is they pepper in this kind of little cross-culture romance between some of these characters. So yeah, um, yeah. Vanessa Buren uh, kind of takes a shine to Si Ching. And then Leyland takes a shine to uh, Shih Tzu's character. I think her name is Ma Mei, I believe they call her. And yeah. um, over the course of the film, that plays out. And that's kind of hammy, but it's kind of an aspect that you would expect in something like this and um mm-hmm. they make their way to pinque which is the name of the city that is being ravaged by these vampires and that sets us up for the finale yeah and it's cool it's, it's like a it's like a siege like they're they're yeah. spending the day like prepping all these like barricades and stuff everyone looks exhausted and, and it's all dirty and stuff it's right. it's really cool it's 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 like getting like that calm before the storm kind of vibe to it, which is something you don't really see a whole lot in our, on our movies. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, just for like random thoughts. Um, I watched and prep for this. I had actually never seen any hammer horror movies before. Mm. Um, it was one of those things I had always heard of cause yeah, of, sure. know, star Wars, um, all the things where I was like, Oh, Peter Cushing, yeah. he was in a bunch of hammer yeah, movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm seven. I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it was really cool to, um, I watched through a couple for this. I, I mean, um, I think uh, Horror of Dracula, I think, is a really cool film. Horror of Dracula I mean, is very good. Yeah, There's some classic. really great, iconic work mm-hmm. there from, especially and, like uh, shots of Christopher the, Lee, which just looks so cool. Like, <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Curse of Frankenstein was the other one I watched. Mm. And The Curse of Frankenstein is so good. I like, haven't seen I, that. I, really I Yeah, it. I should check it out. Actually, yeah, he, um, uh, Cushing is, he plays Dr. Frankenstein and... He, I, uh, uh, my friend, my friend Spivsy, who we tried to get on this episode, but schedules couldn't line up. He'll definitely be on something else in the future. Yeah, but, um, for sure. He he described his character as a turbo bastard, <laughs> which <laughs> was so good. But yeah, he's he is he is very villainous. And there was a couple of scenes where I was generally like, "Whoa, okay, whoa, nice." If you step back a little, you'll see that there's a Look out, look out, look out! It's, he's he's so he's really good as a villain so Man, um awesome. it's really it and it's so yeah it's, it's always fun seeing a character who's usually playing a villain playing a good guy because there's still like that intense kind of energy to it yeah, yeah. totally yeah and um, i definitely I mean, want to uh like praise cushing a little bit here uh, mm-hmm. another thing I was bracing myself for, I guess, is that maybe, maybe he wasn't going to bring like kind of the requisite mm-hmm. enthusiasm or something to this oh. crazy on location mm-hmm. Hong Kong production. But I feel like he's always really present, uh, with David and their scenes together. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I feel like he's really, he's really giving it his all. And um, I completely I know, I agree. Think it's really, really crucial for the movie hanging together. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, there are certain sequences, like maybe in the cave or something, where they're kind of, there's like these expository scenes where I feel like, you know, we're we're kind of 
on a language barrier where, you know, sure, I mean, I still yeah. do feel like it's still working, but um, you never get the sense that uh, Van Helsing is kind of talking down to any of these characters. Right. Um, there are moments where it does feel like when the action breaks out, you've got like the the white people watching the Asians <laughs> do their thing. The right? so, yeah. yeah, it's like really funny to me when you see all of that. But um, it, it honestly, I mean, outside of that, everything else feels pretty even. And I do feel like Peter Cushing really invested himself, like you're saying. So I, I, I appreciate that. And um, I, he's, a, he's a consummate professional. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he has that kind of presence too. And you, you really do feel it. It's funny sometimes when you see him in the scene and his presence is so strong. And then you see these other characters that are kind of trying to kind of right. reach up to that level and it doesn't really quite match, but it, I, I think it kind of adds a little fun flavor to the film. So one pretty big part of this that we haven't mentioned yet is it's not just the vampires, but they have like this this army of the damned mm. with them. This this like kind of ghost thrall army. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, kind of shuffles around oh man they have this little hop time. it's not a hop uh-huh. like what we yeah. would say not like, a jiangshi hop but they little like uh bounce to their their marching <laughs> it's, yeah it's really funny and the other thing i would say is too um yeah i mean if you haven't seen this and you hear that it's a hong kong film and you're kind of familiar with hong kong stuff you're expecting something very jiangshi or something like that and i think that there's mm-hmm. more worldly kind of horror to it these guys look like ghouls more than anything else they do have like maybe like a chinese sword or something but you're not Mm -hmm. getting like kind of a cultural representation of what what you'd think a vampire from china would be it's more kind of like this kind of generalized and i i I think it works um honestly i think if you wanted to take something a step further like this like different cultures clashing could be a factor in the plot and i think that could kind of be a fun thing but honestly in a film from 1974 that could have ended up really problematic too yeah (laughs) but um i think that's that's always how we feel whenever we talk about that that kind of stuff with these movies is like oh yeah be awesome if there was more people from different cultures or more like women in prominent roles and then sometimes you watch movies that have women in more prominent roles and it's like oh no yeah you goofed oh no (laughs) you messed up (laughs) not like that (laughs) uh you know what i did forget to mention though is that we do get a very uh, jump scare frog in his head chopped off right at the beginning oh, of dude, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you're right i was like watching it and i was like oh man this might be fun to show joanna and then that, i see that, that was, was a like, deal breaker for well, Ron shaw he's like yep. we're gonna work together <laughs> we have to have at least one small animal die on screen it's like a foreground establishing shot too it's yeah, like totally. here all right frog chop the head focus on the guy in the back I just imagine good. seeing it in the theater and it's like 40 feet <laughs> what oh man man. but okay so we've we've taken a little detour but here we are back at the finale of this film and um uh what what we can say too is that that um they're they're taking siege on the city a huge fight breaks out they've dug these trenches like you're saying they're preparing for war basically they've got all these spike kind of barriers and um first the three like golden vampires jump in and then all of the hordes of the damned show up and uh you got a huge amazing sequence slowly but surely our heroes are being taken out and actually one of the golden vampires targets uh, vanessa buren and uh what you see is that she gets turned into a vampire and um yeah it takes yeah. a very dramatic turn <laughs> where Dude. um 
uh, Si Ching goes to help her. And there's this kind of funny interaction where they're kind of looking at each other. And then she just bites him. And you're like, holy Mm -hmm. crap. Oh, no. So then he... Um, at the advice of Van Helsing, he he takes her out. He impales her on a spike, and he makes mm-hmm. the very dramatic decision to impale himself as well. Himself, yeah. dude. I'm like, whoa, oh. that's crazy. In in a weird way, I'm like, man, that should have been like Leyland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should have been like the other couple. Should have been the lame guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, here we are. So that basically sets up the bookend to our film, where um, we go back to. Uh, the Kaz Temple, the Pagoda. And um, yeah, we have to also really establish how cool this set is. There's there's center, mm-hmm. like kind of an arena with these kind of sacrificial tables. And um, at the feet of the table in the center is like this, I don't know, blood soup, like a broth. Or yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking because the tables are all like slanted in towards this this big yeah. bowl in the middle. Yeah. That's And it's funny. It's red. It definitely doesn't look like blood. Yeah. It just It's just kind of red. This is also uh, a thing where it's like you don't really know that much about it, but it kind of serves kind of a cool looking purpose. So you're like, oh, right, I right. I mean, you do yeah. see the women get sacrificed at one point, but you don't see what mm-hmm. they kind of do with whatever that is. Yeah, like what's the what's what's the purpose of it mm-hmm. yeah so um uh, may gets captured and Leyland uh chases her up to the temple and um they're able to free her and they're able to kind of toss that last golden vampire into that broth and he turns into like this kind of skeleton i don't know putty or whatever and that's a, <laughs> a fun dissolve too where we see the effects shots and mm. those dissolve some of them last a long time it's like yeah really. 30 seconds of this effect shot um but it's really fun and then um van helsing himself shows up and Ka and him meet and he understands that this is actually dracula dracula and um Instead of having kind of a cool one-on-one kind of martial arts fight, it's just kind of them tumbling around a bit. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he, yeah. it, uh, it's almost accidental at how Dracula is impaled right. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Although maybe a, you could interpret that like Van Helsing is like somehow absorbed Kung Fu from his I, travels yeah, or something. I love that. I mean, it would be amazing to see some type of one-on-one martial arts fight with something like Dracula, like that would be, that or could be amazing. Or a flash black with like yes. a blue filter or something. <laughs> yeah. A training montage training. of Dracula yeah. training. Yeah. You know, actually, uh, okay, let me, let me know. Somebody sitting on here. Peter Cushing's back. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. He's doing do flips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so, I mean, Dracula, the name Dracula, right? I mean, the, the, I think the etymology of that goes back to dragon, right? And we've got an mm-hmm. Asian film here. We've got a dragon. I mean, yeah. we're in a post-Bruce Lee world. If there was something that somebody that had even less morals than a lot of other filmmakers at the time, and I mean, Dracula could be a Bruce exploitation scenario where it's oh, like yeah. Bruce Lee is oh, Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> That's there is, and you do like an Ed Wood kind of like cloak yes. your face, yeah, yeah. There is obviously there's you know who who even knows but I'm I'm confident Bruce Lee would have done at least one horror movie in his career. Oh if yeah, I mean this lived on. this comes up a lot. I mean since we've done Bruce Lee, I mean mm-hmm. it's just imagine what the world yeah. of cinema would be like if he had different. been around for a little longer. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? 
But the, the he defeats Dracula, and it spends like a good minute <laughs> showing Dracula slowly like dissolve into nothing. I feel like it's like eight or nine like different like effects like pieces that they yeah. transition to and from. Um, yeah, because first it's his face, and then he turns into like he's a skeleton and the eyes like fall back into that's his skull. Yeah. That's a good one. That's and so then good. it's just the, 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 sp- I love the spear falls after yes. his body decays after a certain amount. I yeah. mean, a great touch. Well, it's in the American version, cu- touch. just cut this one shot out and that's why it's 20 minutes shorter. So it's, <laughs> yeah. <nice. laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, and then we get. And I love, yeah. Oh, appropriately enough, that's kind of it. It's it's almost <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a Hong totally. Kong ending where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. no, no exposition, no, you know, uh, epilogue, no freeze frame, but yeah, yeah we do right. get scrolling credits, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of it. Which, yeah, again, it kind of rules. It is the movie had a purpose and it did it. Yeah this this was another film that um uh my my buddy john i i mentioned to him about him on some of our samurai footage uh samurai episodes um he suggested it to me and i mean i definitely had a little note in my brain like i wanted to do this so it's i'm glad that we got to cover this for halloween and i'm glad that you guys enjoyed it i it's also a little detour from our yung pink stuff i did see that he does have like a some type of like kind of in spooky encounters type film that actually I'm not familiar with that um, maybe we could visit at another Halloween time, but um, yeah, yeah, I think sure. that'd be awesome next Halloween. Yeah. Th- I thought this one would be a, a fun little sidetrack for us th- today. Oh yeah. That's yeah. It's a, it's, it's weird. It's right up. It's right up my alley. I was kind of, again, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. Mm. I was fully expecting it to be like just very awkward and, and bizarre. And it said it's it's really good. It's, yeah, it's a big totally recommend agree. for me. If any of if Shaw Brothers or, you know, Peter Cushing means anything to you, it's really cool to see <laughs> these two worlds colliding. <laughs> yeah, dude. Here, here. We've had like I mean, like, you know, Oily Maniac is another thing that I always like to think about. And mm-hmm. uh, Shaw Brothers yeah. would like to I mean, they explored a lot of things. We covered Super Inframan and. We have, you know, we haven't done the Mighty Peking Man, and I think after we've covered Godzilla, we're very rife in our, you know, yeah, we, we we'll should definitely to. talk about the Mighty Peking Man. Um, yeah, next time we visit, we we revisit kaiju films. <laughs> I like it. Is that it? Do we have anything else? Yeah, I'm I don't sure, know. guy. No, this is such a blast. I didn't get too much into Castlevania. There, there's timeline stuff that I was like thinking about, but um, with Castlevania, it goes like way back to like the Crusades. I think the mm. Castlevania three, which is like one one of the earliest in the time. I mean, the timeline goes way back, but like as far as the three Nintendo Castlevania games, three is like what takes place first. And I think that's, I think that's like 1700s, but, um, like Simon Belmont and stuff, like that's like 17, 1800s. This film is like 1800s. Oh, I think like Horror of Dracula is like late 1800s. Where was it? Yeah. Horror of Dracula takes place in 1885. So it's kind of fun to think about that. Oh, the Mm, other thing that I should mention too is, um, Peter Cushing does like a, basically an audio book version of this film um they released it on really yeah they released it on an lp and it's more of like an audio drama and um i found it there's like a a youtube 
uh, uh, rip of it, basically. And it's more of him kind the, of the real heroes. Yeah, he's he's yeah. relating the story, and there's like music and sound effects and oh, um, dude, awesome. That, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. I think if you if you're familiar with this film, that's where I actually saw that. Um, uh, he he mentions that his name is Lawrence Van Helsing, and um, ah, gotcha. Crazy. Yeah, so it, it's kind of fun to check it out. That would be something like what Marty says, like put it on during a Halloween party or something. Like you, know, you have Peter Cushing <laughs> narrating some creepy yeah. stuff. Oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah, in really. another dimension, I'm just picturing now like MJ's sequel to Thriller could have had the Peter Cushing rap. <laughs> that have been? Oh, dude. Nice. I think I mean, uh, could have Peter Cushing lived until like the mid nineties, I think. So was it yeah. that? Far? But yeah, Whoa. him reading an yeah. audio book at your Halloween party is basically like a thriller. Rap it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. Um, well, dude, thanks for Halloween. this movie. This was like, yeah, this is so. Fun. You guys, do you guys? I mean, I know I talked to Matthew a little bit. He was he hosted a Halloween party, which is. That's a, that's pretty awesome. I've never hosted a <laughs> Halloween party before. Oh yeah, it's it's very easy. Did you just tell people to come and dress up? Did you do the thing where you have drinks, the grapes in a, a bowl, and make them touch the grapes? We thought about it. Nice. Well, we we didn't do that. What we did do was um, made some cinnamon rolls that looked like intestines. Oh, so, oh dude, nice. <laughs> um, Joanna had this goofy idea. We've never. I mean, this was like sometimes we're just riffing on stuff and joking around, and she had an idea for a uh, kind of tater tot called terror tots oh, and uh, it actually has like ketchup in the tater tot so it's like blood when you like nice. bite into it. it's like uh, <laughs> i like it patent pending <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah tm 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 don't steal don't steal that's right <laughs> i like it Sweet. that's all i got um yeah that's all i got short one this week but mm-hmm. super fun um, but yeah, thank you so much for checking out our show. If you liked it, then you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Heroes, the number three podcast on all three of them. Uh, also, Blue Sky and Threads. I need a, th- <laughs> that's not muscle memory to my head yet. So I got to, got to get on that. Um, and yeah, next week we're continuing our look at, uh, at Yun Wu Ping movies. And so, Marty, what is our training for next week? Yeah, I'm so excited for us. Um, we are returning to Yun Ping with an absolute classic, 1982's The Miracle Fighters. This is a co-production Ooh, between yeah. that um, Yun Ping's Peace Films, which uh, got its debut with The Buddhist Fist, and Golden Harvest. So we get to see kind of what the Yun clan gets up to with a little bit more means and, and budget. And yeah, so excited. Oh, man, such a good time. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, until next week, we're taking a look at The Miracle Fighters. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.